Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Talk with Jody and Dow. My name is Shaman Dow, and I am your no-nonsense shaman. And this is my wonderful, most fantastic turquoise-wearing co-host, Jody. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Jody. Thank you, the most wonderful, talented <laughs> Dow. <laughs> Anyways, my name is Jody Long, and I am an attorney. I also do the websites. I manage them, which is the NDE. Dot org, which is Enderf and Aderf, which is ABCRF.org and OBERF.org, which is all the experiences that are not a near-death experience or an out-of-body experience. Good stuff. Good stuff. So you know where to reach Jody and myself because our little name tag is right underneath our names. And today <laughs> we are talking about energetic body layers and emotional body, mental body, spiritual body in our physical form and how everything is wrapped up and affects us. Right, Jody? Yes. I, I think that's a fantastic place to start. And the reason being is a lot of people don't actually understand that the ailments that we manage to suffer in our physical body are actually part of many times they can be part of an emotional illness or some kind of a problem with the body, or it could be a mental stress condition or just a mental problem that is changing or making the physical react. And so if you look at the way that the whole body is put together, and if you come at this from a holistic type of view, you can actually change that so that you can be a happier, healthier person and go after that that happiness that we've been talking about throughout our podcast. I'm a big, big advocate. And it's not only our physical form and our emotional body and our mental body and our spiritual body and our auric field. And for me personally, we, before we, we hopped on this podcast and we were talking about just for myself, common knowledge, I thought it was common knowledge that your emotions affect your physical health. But on my journey, it's been so apparent that unfortunately, a lot of times the repressed and suppressed emotions that we push down into our emotional bodies and it, it creates heaviness within us. It's not reflected upon because it is pushed to the side, pushed in a corner, pushed in a room and locked away with the key thrown somewhere. And it is that part of us that needs to be addressed. And this goes into shadow work. Do you know the term shadow work, Jody? I do, but go ahead and tell our listeners. So just a very snippet of what shadow work is. We all have a house. We all are a house. And inside this house are many different rooms and the suppressed and repressed emotions that we push down and we distract ourselves from are pushed into maybe the West wing of our homes and everything else in our house is clean and immaculate, but the West wing is dark and scary and it's cobwebbed and you don't go down that hallway because everything down there, you just don't want to take a look at. That's the shadow work. And so no matter what happens, no matter how well you do in life, financially, mentally, you know, physically, that emotional aspect of self will always be there because the entire house consists of that West Wing too. And until we integrate and we open up and we see what's out there to clean it out, to integrate into the wholeness of the home, 
it stays separated. And because of that, there's that void we feel inside of us. There's something gnawing at us inside that's saying, you know what? There's something going on within me and take a look at me. Take a look at me. There's something here. It's a distraction behavior. We eat too much, drink too much, smoke too much. We work too much. We work out too much, whatever too much behavior, because we're so focused on the other part of our house versus a West Wing. And once we are able to accept and go down that hallway and say, you know what? I am ready to open up that door. I am ready to clean out what's going on behind this door is when soul wholeness and the emotional aspect is fulfilled. And now the distraction behaviors of eating too much, drinking too much, smoking too much, whatever too much behavior it was to focus on the other aspect of the house that subsides. Because now fulfillment happens because we are now whole and integrated into whole. And it's a really simple way to look at it. But most people have this West Wing. I I had the West Wing. (laughs) I had the West Wing and it was tucked away and it was far, far tucked away. And that's the description of shadow work as best as I can describe it. Yours? Well, I would say that my view of health actually coincides pretty well with what we had done with an experiment with the NDEers. We had a questionnaire for people to fill out saying, what do you think health is? And some people would say that it was just like a broken bone. You go to a doctor to get your physical body healed. Mm. Now, the answers could go anything from that physical only approach to, hey, this is a holistic type of viewpoint where your actions and your food and everything that you do is holistic. It affects your physical body and your health. And I tend to agree with that because I think that you can describe it in terms of a pyramid to actually understand it. You'll have four corners, which is your spiritual your physical, your mental, and your emotional health. And so you've got four corners. As long as you can keep those four corners balanced, Mm -hmm. you're going to be healthy. But Mm -hmm. if there's one part of that pyramid that is not working very well, you know, such as let's say you're an emotional wreck and everything else seems to be sort of comparable to each other. But if you've got this one part that's out of whack your pyramid's going to fall over. You're never going to be able to see truth or reality. And so that's kind of how I look at it. And your shadow work, you explained it according to your Eastern philosophies and and the work that you do. I actually look at it kind of another way, but I'm sure that you'll understand what I'm talking about when (laughs) I get going here. But I think that one thing that I've noticed through, I've done healing work, hands-on healing, And one thing that I noticed is that the body seems to take a traumatic experience or something that we haven't taken the time to to look at. And it's almost like it covers it. It wraps it around like a a piece of darkness or something because it doesn't want to be shown to the light yet. And so in my mind, I view it as like a, a peacock because you've got all these little eyes And those eyes are the dark things of the soul that it's managed to hide. And so you've got your your spiritual part that looks sort of like Swiss cheese. So if you do the shadow work 
and you reclaim this energy, then the light can come through all, all that spiritual light can come through all of the bodies and you're able to perceive truth much better. I love it because what we're really talking about is wholeness, right? The foundation of the pyramid. If one of the squares of the foundation of the pyramid is not fully created or strong, it creates a shaky foundation. So the wholeness aspect of four out of four being in balance gives a very, very solid foundation to build upon. Most people don't have a solid four foundational base to build upon. Maybe they're strong in one, but their emotional body is just completely wrecked. But it is the perception of such that we have been conditioned to see for so long in the perfection of the physical form of what defines beauty that it's taken us so long to get to the point that we're like, hey, actually, there's more than just the physical form. And you speak about the word holistic, but holistic in itself, if you just put a W in front, it's whole, holistic, wholeness. There's so many people that don't even believe in the soul or a spirit or energy layers. And they are so focused on the physical form, but I always ask questions as you know, and you always ask questions. And I always ask questions about if this is possible, but what about this? This has to be possible. If I feel this way and there's things that happen like this, why can't it be like this? So in the physical form, in this natural world, there's always a counterpart into the supernatural, which is the hidden world. And it's a beautiful topic and it comes in waves and mental health started being more focused on within the last, I would say like four years, five years. And I think to myself, just get to the root. It's emotional health. Just get to the root. And the mental body is still connected to the brain. And it's a beautiful thing. It's all connected. But I love efficiency and effectiveness and going to the root cause of whatever the illness is of a person is my job. This happened to my mom a couple of days ago. She and my dad just got off a cruise and they have a cough and they were sick. So I put them on the table to do cupping for them. And my mom was abused by her father very early on. He used to beat my mom before she was even five years old to bloody pulp. I got her on the table. And when I was taking off the cups, there was one of the circles that spoke to me. And I looked at the circle and I realized at that point, this particular trigger point that I put the cup on when I took it off was a point where my grandfather hit my mom so hard. It vibrated through every layer of her and it stayed stuck in her body. And I asked my mom if she wanted to breathe it out. And I placed my hand on her and I instructed her to start breathing it out. And I told her what I was telling you, that this is a point of your body where your dad hit you and it hurt the most. And my mom, as she was face down, she started crying. And as she got up, she said, this morning, I woke up at three in the morning and my dad came through because my grandfather passed. And she said, for the first time in my life, I asked my dad, why did you hit me? For the first time in my life, 
no, in her life and my life too, my mom actually was able to express this pain because she was pushing it down. She didn't want to face it. She didn't want to think about it. It was too painful. My mom's 68 years old. And, and so for the first time I sat down and I talked to her and we spoke it out and this is on camera because I'm doing the documentary. So for everyone who's listening, I am doing a documentary series with my mom and it's called Healing My Mother's Wounds. And it is part of our series we are doing, not only help heal my mom, but to heal others who watch the series, a mother and daughter team, where we're breaking generational traumas and behaviorisms through the series. And this is our hope and wish. And we spoke about it. And my mom, she started processing this pain as we were talking. And this is that was a stuck emotion, not only through her physical form, but also through her emotional body. And it vibrates out and through her mental body and now her spirit. Did my mom walk away feeling as if she took a backpack of heavy rocks off of her back? Yes, Jody. And it was so incredible and profound. And my mom has been angry her entire life, but anger is actually just really compressed and suppressed compounded sadness that needs to be released. And through the work that we've did, we've done through this year, it's now coming through that she's releasing the sadness that, and just allowing herself to be free. And these are the components of healing because it's not just this or that it's all the physical healing. Yes. Give it to me. Emotional healing. Yes give it to me, you know, mental healing, give it meditation, give it all to me because it all comes together to build that solid foundation. You were talking about the four squares to build on bills on that pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that beautiful story. I mean, it, it's just so fascinating to, to see how people are able to overcome their demons. And this is wonderful. I've got one too. One of the things that I've noticed is that when we come down to earth, it seems like we have a duality that we have to face. And one of those biggest dualities has to do with integrating the physical with the spiritual. So you're going through this physical body, which is the mental, emotional, and the physical. And then you're going through and you're learning what it is to become divine. And I think that the mental body is probably one of them that's overlooked in how it can connect you with the spirit. You can take having rational thought, you are able to control your emotions and to be able to utilize them and to help them to release the pain and to be able to learn more about love. And then by doing that, you're able to connect with the spirit. One of the more interesting things that I've seen with the mental body my sister, she had fibromyalgia. It was really, really bad for her. And she had it since she was a teenager. And I always felt so sorry for her because it was so bad. It would just totally debilitate her. And one day she decided she was going to talk to God. And she was actually yelling, why did you do this? <laughs> Release it. <laughs> What was interesting is she was at like a total tipping point, a total surrender point, and she was able to totally get rid of that pain just by going to God, to spirit, 
which, you know, that this anger and this emotion that had been held in her shoulder and to be able to go to God and say, hey, what can we do about this? You know, and she was so angry. She was like, I am ready to just give it up. I, I'm ready to come home if you want me to, but I just do not want this anymore. She was like almost instantaneously healed. I was really shocked when I heard her tell me that story. I was like, oh, serious? Myoko? You know, uh, fibromyalgia. fibromyalgia. And so I was just really surprised that she was able to come through all of that. To me, it's a miracle. I mean, she suffered with it for like 15, 20 years. I mean, How it was old amazing. How was she when she got sick and tired of the pain? That was actually fairly recent. So maybe about 45. It goes back into this point I had recently, especially about like maybe a couple of months ago. And I really dialed it down in regards to you got to be so sick of whatever you're dealing with that you want the change. The moment of surrender to choose, I feel is the moment when somebody is like ready to move forward in some type of degree. You got to be so sick of what you're dealing with that you're like, God, give it to me because I'm ready. And that's a different way of praying because a lot of people, there's passive prayer to be like, God, can you please give me this? Can you please give me that? Or God, I command you to do this now because I'm ready. And that's more active prayer because active prayer would be exactly what your sister did. We have to be the ones that are doing the work here. But as long as we know that he's and she and it is on our side, source, creator, Allah, universe, whoever, whatever the name someone calls their higher power, then everything is in our favor. But we have to make that choice. We have to really be so sick of where we're at in all layers energetically, physically, mentally, emotionally. And it's that emotion aspect when you're just really sick of it. A lot of people are complacent or a lot of people are used to it wherever they are at. And then they stay in that state. And so be it. We go around our lives with habits. And I think pain and the attention we get from the pain may actually be a reason why people keep it around. Usually there's something in the life that changes a habit because a person will, first of all, they'll recognize it. And then second of all, a habit will change only when circumstances make it so uncomfortable to keep it. And so then people will take notice and they will actively make a change because that's the way a habit works. Mm -hmm. And so that is a part of healing. But I found that something really strange when I was first starting my journey on hands-on healing is one time I had my hands out and I was doing the Reiki and I had a person and I was working on their knee. But what was really strange about it, they said, yeah, I got a pain right there. And I said, okay, well, let's just see what's going. And I was just doing strictly energy work, trying to remove that pain and trying to, if there was a blockage to move it. And when it finally released, you could actually feel it release. But then the person says, oh, my God. And, and they told me about their memory of something that had happened within their family. And they had stored that memory in their knee. Mm -hmm. And you're like going, well, how does that work? I mean, everybody told me that 
my memory up here is where my all those types of things are stored. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. I think when you're talking about healing, that you can store it anywhere in your body. And then later on, I realized that people will also store these memories in their spiritual body. They might actually be working on a prior lifetime from their spiritual body. I think a lot of times these types of things can be carried in the DNA of the person. So they'll bring it physically. And I don't know if it's it's just a tendency or a characteristic that comes through in the DNA or if it's an actual memory. Maybe a person can go through the, the DNA and hook up to the spirit and find that memory up here. Or maybe it's just a direct thing where a person can just go directly to their oversoul and say, hey, what's going on? I don't know. There's so many different ways. There's so many different avenues. And so in regards to healing right now, somatic healing, EFT, emotional freedom technique, and breath work, huge trending right now. And the common sutra, the common thread between these three is a releasement of stored trauma within the physical form. And you tap on the meridian points, you breathe out through the physical form, the releasement of the trapped trauma or any stored experiences like your client with the knee and the somatic release, the somatic healing. And it's a beautiful way of this wave that's happening with the releasement of such, because the physical form, when we talk about the four squares and balance of the foundation of the pyramid in a hierarchy, it's the physical is the lowest and densest form, energetic form that we have. And this wave that's happening with the healing, we're still focused on the physical form. And then it's the mental body, the emotional body and the auric fields, auric body. When you talk about past life, we go into the auric body, right? We're talking about the auric fields and it's a combination of all. There's so many uh, ways to get and to find the answer per person in regards to the root cause of the pain and the turmoil that they're experiencing because we're all different thumbprints and fingerprints in this Mm -hmm billions of billions of light years of galaxies. And it's incredible. It's so incredible. And you just try until you find that rhythm and that pattern that works for you. And you continue. Jody, I saw a video the other day of a 25 year old. And she said in her video, she said, I tried it all. I tried therapy. I tried EMDR. I tried breath work. I tried it all. And in my head, I'm like, even within therapy, there are different ways and there's different modalities and different categories of therapy. And for someone to say and use the word all, or this is it. And me and you, we had this conversation because I, I don't <laughs> use the word all. I don't use the word all, or this is the way. No, there's so many ways. There's so many ways. And so when someone uses these types of words, I reflect upon that. And I think, have you tried it all? I mean, even in past life, like when people go to past life readers, not all past life readers are the same because not all hairstylists are the same. You have to try all different hairstylists or nail technicians. But when someone tries, and unfortunately, when someone tries one type of hypnotherapist 
or past life reader or psychic medium, they go and they're like, oh, it didn't work for me. It it, it doesn't work. And there's just so many options out there. Just I, like- I've seen that happen before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen a lot of people like, for instance, one of my favorite therapies to work with is like a time therapy. And you kind of combine that with a little bit of Reiki and you, you just kind of do what, what you feel called to do. And many times when I'm working with somebody, they uh, say, well, I can't concentrate. So therefore, your timeline therapy isn't going to work. I can't be hypnotized. It's not going to work. You know, you hear all these things, but I don't think a lot of people realize that even a deep hypnosis will not necessarily be one where you sit back and you start barking like a chicken, you know, I mean, you're not going to be doing that kind of stuff. But no, basically, you can actually go under hypnosis and you can actually appear like you're fully awake. And those people are in an altered state of consciousness. So, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that even if you're just sitting there and you're totally relaxed and if somebody has sort of a melodic voice or a when they talk, they do it in a rhythm. If those types of things we're really susceptible to as humans, if you do something like that, a lot of times you'll be wonderfully hypnotized. And I think that a lot of the, for instance, if you're in a certain state of consciousness and you're listening to types of music, or if you're sitting there and you're playing a game and you're in an altered state, I think a lot of times the surrounding suggestions will easily go into the subconscious. Mm-hmm. And that can be very dangerous. You know, you've got both sides, good, bad. Duality. It's it's always duality, Jody. <laughs> I, have, I have a question for you. What questions would you give to those who maybe don't believe in other energetic forms? They don't believe in a soul. They don't believe in a spirit. And what questions could you give them so they could maybe have in their subconscious mind to throw out there and question what they see sometimes. You can't force somebody to believe Mm -hmm. in a higher power. That's something that they have to come to by themselves. But there are many types of coincidences that you wonder if they can't be either part of the fabric of the universe, or if you wonder if that's something that was meant specifically for you, Or you wonder, how did that happen? Like, for instance, if somebody gets into a car accident and they are totally unharmed, even though the car looks like it's been totally mashed up, at those crucial times, you will realize that people will start questioning mortality. Once they start questioning those types of things, then they are ready for an afterlife, or at least the gratitude to still be alive, even though they have no idea how they did it. So I I don't know what you can say to people who don't believe in an afterlife, but even a subconscious, maybe just say, you'll start to notice things that are outside of your physical body. You know, just something... (laughs) (laughs) It was something that came up in my mind when you were speaking. And I was like, I'm just going to throw that out there and see. (laughs) Oh, you did. You threw it out. (laughs) Jody, do you have anything else to share for our beautiful audience in regards to the four balance layers of these energy forms and bodies? If people are able to come together and say, okay, let me get my 
my mental house in order, my emotional house in order, my physical and my spiritual. If you can get all of that in order, you're going to find happiness and you're going to feel comfortable. You're going to feel balanced. You won't feel threats from things outside of yourself or from inside of yourself. You're going to be comfortable and you're going to be strong. And I think when it comes to living life on earth, I think you really do have to stretch for that happiness moment. And it involves not just one or two things. You really got to be balanced. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we will see you next week.